Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. So I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Grow, eat, compost, repeat with Christina Roberts. Today my special guest is Amarelle Dempster, a food waste activist who's a member of the slow food movement in the Hunter Valley. Today we're going to have a chat about one of Amarelle's passion projects, which is turning food waste into delicious meals for the community in Maitland. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So Amarelle, can you please just start by telling us what brought you to Maitland? Okay, so Maitland, um, we'd bought a property up the valley in Gresford and Maitland was a town that we drove through on our way from Sydney and then lovely fond memories of a quick meal before going home on Sunday night. It was just a beautiful town surrounded by farms and the Hunter River. So mm-hmm. I have really good, wonderful memories of Maitland. And so this passion project of yours, can you tell us what that's about? Okay, so um, it's it's about converting. Um, it started off with, um, with trying to find a way to use the waste at the farm gate. So what happens is farmers grow a lot of food and if there is no market for it or if there's nowhere to sell it, it simply gets ploughed in. So I discovered that uh, Maitland had this great farming community but a lot of the food was being wasted so there was it was a way to rescue it and turn it into something useful. So you've um, essentially formed relationships with a number of farmers and they now give you you have to go and collect their food waste from them or do they drop it off to you? Well they actually drop it off to me. Oh that's amazing. Yeah so we've got good relationships of course starting the um, the earth market in Maitland I was a catalyst as well to find outlets for the farmers. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's, um, yeah, so we've got really good relationships. So when we need the food, you know, all those uh, bits of food that will not be saleable, they've got blemishes on them, they're misshapen, they're, mm-hmm. all of that, that all just comes, comes in and it's perfectly good food that can be converted into perfectly good f- meals mm. for other people. And how long have you been doing this for? Okay, so we've been doing this project now for five years and it's, it's great. So we take in about 80 to 100 kilos of food each week and convert that into about, about 200 meals mm-hmm. for the community, for the disadvantaged in the community. Mm-hmm. And the good thing is that it, um, it's a project where you're using food that is really fresh, comes mm-hmm. straight from the farm. It's, um, and it has a whole community of, of people who supply herbs and citrus and whatever else they're growing in their backyard. So it's a real community project as well. And so how many people would be involved in contributing the food to the project? To the project, um, we probably got about 20 people perhaps, you know, mm-hmm. from time to time who contribute to that project as well. Um, but, um, but you know, it's the volunteers who convert, who sort of come together to my kitchen in East Maitland and, uh, and we, you know, and work together just to create amazing meals. And so do you find it a challenge to work out what meals you're going to 
create. Oh, that's that's the creative part of it. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's really what I enjoy. It's sort of getting all those ingredients, looking at it and going at all the possibilities. So my whole ethos is really, you don't look at a meal, you look at it, a whole sort of ingredients. How do you convert that into something that's nutritious and, um, and really, you know, is um, nutrition dense and really fuels your body, really. Mm-hmm. So I look at all the ingredients and I've, all the volunteers who come in on a Wednesday, we go, wow, we've got... Um, um, all these greens, what are we going to do with it? And we might say, look, let's turn that into Vietnamese pancakes, you know, let's mm. get that. Or, you know, the um, a sort of Iranian type, you know, where you can use parsley, any sort of green herb, or you can make that into, you know, with some eggs, and you can make that into like a delicious frittata. And we make quite a lot of frittatas because we do get donations of eggs from just being laid. And uh, they're pasture-raised, they're the most beautiful fresh eggs. Mm. And um, and you can you can bring all sorts of vegetables together mm-hmm. to create um, a very nutritious. So we we do about six lots of frittata maybe a week, and they're all varying. Have got different vegetables, different herbs, and each of those trays have got thirty eggs in them. So mm. you know they're quite really nutritious and tasty. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. And so then in terms of getting that out to the community, what's the process there? Okay, so we work with Oz Harvest. And Oz Harvest mm-hmm. is, um, you know, our partner in this project because they have the, the refrigerated vans. So mm-hmm. they collect the food and take it to the community. So mm-hmm. before COVID, we used to deliver it to a number of places, community centres, women's refuge, men's refuge, a juvenile centre, etc. But since uh, post-COVID, of course, well, it's not post-COVID, but, mm-hmm. but as we are going through the pandemic, we simply deliver it to one place where we can keep control mm-hmm. and where people now know they can go and collect that food. That's fantastic. And um, does a project have a name? It's a community food project, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, but it's incredible how, because it's got so many people who input into the project, it's not just the Slow Food members and volunteers, but it's all these people in the community who feel ownership of the project because mm. I think people want to feel they, they want to do something. Mm. And this project enables them if they, they grow, you know, I've got one lady who just simply grows parsley in abundance. Mm-hmm. Because it's something she can do and she feels she's contributing to that. I've got a, a man, Graham, who's wonderful. Every Monday he brings herbs from his garden and he feels he's doing his little bit. That's when people bring me lemons, oranges, and we preserve them. And in the like mm-hmm. now it's winter, we're using last year's preserved oranges, which we just simply do a simple preserve with salt and, mm-hmm. and, and juice. And, um, and that goes into really creating that flavour that you're looking forward to in winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, preserved lemons through tagines, even through frittatas or whatever pies or casseroles, whatever we're making, curries, you know, we've got limes and lemons preserved and they give you that real sort of citrus hit which you're looking Mm. for at this time of the year. That's fantastic. Grow your knowledge around composting with Newcastle Library's educational videos. newcastlelibrary.gov.au What's the feedback from the community? What's the impact? Well, the, the impact is really that 
um, it's sort of building community. So it's not just the people that receive the meals. It's the people mm. who all contribute, you know, come together mm. and feel ownership really because they feel, they understand that it's conversion of waste, food mm. waste, that it has started off with working with farmers. Mm. So, you know, in a, in a rural community like Maitland, it's really important that people f- now feel connected to the farmers where previously they didn't. Mm-hmm. Now they understand that farmers are contributing to the disadvantage in the community. And this is a, a conduit for it, really. Mm. I mean, it, it, we're only limited by the capacity in my kitchen while I'm running a business to sort of deliver a project mm. at the same time. But, you know, we have capacity. It's also the sort of where you bring a group of volunteers together who seem to be able to who become friends, who are now have who've taken ownership and really I don't need to be there. They mm. know what they need to do. So we've educated people into using waste. And the volunteers say to me, oh, I had no idea I could do that. Oh, I had no idea I could use a big bunch of parsley where I thought maybe I might make tabbouleh and mm. you can't eat tabbouleh every day. But now I know I can make, you know, pancakes with it or I can mm. – um, and children have green pancakes or – and they suddenly feel they can use this stuff, which they hadn't sort of previously. I think we, we forget – the importance of herbs that are grown so easily. You can grow them in a pot mm. and then you can enhance any dish really if you've mm-hmm. got fresh herbs there and it has that freshness as well. So I think that um, the education that we pass through the work we do to people who are in the community who suddenly can learn from that as well. So it's not just the output, it's the process. No, that's right. The whole so process. A, yeah, it sounds like it's a great community building project. It is a community. Involving com- so many different people. In, in you know the ways you say as they can contribute. We've got a big wait list of volunteers mm. because everybody who hears about the project want to come and be involved. Yeah. So I think there's there's that sort of mystique of being in a commercial kitchen, working <laughs> in a working kitchen as well because the kitchen, my kitchen's operating side by side, mm. and there's this whole camaraderie between the volunteers and my own staff, and mm. and um, and we're all learning from each other. And, you know, we solve all the problems of the world. You know, it's a great place to to download any problem you might be mm. having and have willing listeners as well. So I think yeah, people are looking for ways to to engage with food because, you know, we've people have lost the ability to to connect with the farming, with the community, mm. with um, with where your food comes from. And this is a way where we can allow for knowledge to mm. be shared in a very soft way, really. Mm. So I think it's um, I think it's a great project and more of this should really happen mm. because I think there are a lot of people who would like to contribute but don't have the opportunity. Want to be a compost champion? Attend one of our free online or face-to-face training workshops. Find out more at newcastle.nsw.gov.au slash home. It sounds like a very very big operation um, and you know as you say you've got your own business what really is your inspiration for this project oh my inspiration is just just you know I think it's my background as well like my mother um, you know used to just pick up any sort of ingredient and mm. would turn it into something great and delicious mm-hmm. so there was always this sort of um, what will mum do with this and mm. so I think she was my original inspiration in terms of um, just taking whatever and turning it into something really, mm-hmm. really wonderful. So I think I think um, my background, you know, rescuing, you know, 
fish or whatever mm. and, t- and bringing it home and, and mum would turn it into a great meal. So that that's inspiration. But I think mm. that, you know, I'm inspired always to just reduce waste, mm-hmm. you know, because that goes into landfill. There's a lot yeah. of energy goes into producing food. Mm. And I think that it's really important not to waste it. So this is a great way to divert that food waste yeah. from going to landfill. Yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, so I'm inspired by by not seeing it as waste but mm. seeing it as opportunity mm. um and um and just you know especially in australia we have such a great so many multicultural traditions that have mm. come here and most people have traditions with food based on what was available and I think that really inspires me um, to meet someone in the community who, who has, who would, you know, who would use pumpkin leaves. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm inspired by my Sudanese friend who mm-hmm. would use pumpkin leaves and pumpkin stems as as we would use spinach. Really, I've so, not heard of that. I know, and mm. it's, it's so we have this great. Um, cultural heritage here now being built in Australia. That we can tap into. We can tap into mm-hmm. along with our Indigenous ingredients mm-hmm. that are so available now. You know, we lemon myrtle, um, mm. um, there's um, great sort of mints. And as we are becoming, these are becoming more accessible, we can use them to enhance any dish really mm. and to give it a new dimension. So I think that Australia is in a really beautiful place and you're here in the hunter we're really blessed really with ingredients and and in, and so there's no need to waste really mm. because you simply have to just think about creatively using it so i imagine um given your passion for eliminating food waste and reducing food waste when you get all of the ingredients i bet you don't want to waste that food at all mm-hmm. so i guess that's where the creativity comes in yeah. to say well i've got these ingredients this week probably a little bit different to last week. What am I going to do with them now? Have you got any tips or tricks for how to make the most out of the food produce that you've got? Well, well, I look at it this way. So I say to the volunteers, okay, we've got a chicken today. Mm-hmm. Someone's donated a chicken. And in the community, people people would say, look, I've got, I bought two chickens at the supermarket and there's no way I can use them. Mm. Um, Can I bring it straight from this? You know, they're offering two for one, for example. And I said, never buy two for one, Mm. you know, always buy what you need. Mm. Uh, But then someone might, and then I say to them, look, okay, let's, let's, let's see what we can do. How can we make five kilos of food out Mm. of a 1.2 kilo chicken, for example? Mm -hmm. So the breast might be used as schnitzels or a creamy chicken, and mushroom dish of some sort with lots of herbs in that. Um, we might we'll use the carcasses as obviously as as stock. We'll mm-hmm. use the drums, um, the thighs for a curry. We'll use the drumsticks and the wings for 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 you know making you know orange juice and and lemon and mm-hmm. and um, making it you know, something delicious to go with noodles and and stir fried for example. So mm-hmm. so that's an incredible amount of food from you know so you're just sort of building on what mm. you have to to do that. Um I think that um you know I think that so we for example you know carrots are now in season mm. and the and the farmers are now delivering those carrots to the market with with their with their leaves on. Mm-hmm. And these are really fresh when I was you know growing up in my in in Sri Lanka 
I we always use the green the green tops for oh. example but here in um you know lately we've been using it we've been turning it into a into a pesto with um with a few nuts a bit of bit of olive oil mm. whatever nuts you've got really i mean you know we uh, you can use nuts in pesto any nuts so cashew nuts walnuts pecans are in season you know mm. whatever so you put a few nuts and a bit of garlic and you've got this lovely pesto so mm. yes of course steam your carrots and then toss it in that pesto, so you're mm. getting you're getting that whole lot of nutrition from that. Um, I think that another dish that's really fantastic. I mean, often we get um, a lot of cauliflowers, and they've got you know their outer leaves still on them. Mm. Broccoli's got their outer leaves. We've got the stems in the in um, in in silver beet. Mm. Now um, we use all of that. We just mm-hmm. sort of um, we cook some potatoes. We um, then we when the potatoes are cooked, we put all these greens into the pot, and we get this really nice mishmash of you know yummy mm. starchy green sort of vegetable. And then you just put raw gar- We put raw garlic, olive oil, and it's just an amazing mm. dish. Um, we we use them of course in soups. We um, we make up big pots of vegetable soup mm. with all the leftovers and uh, and that's a stock for any casseroles or anything mm-hmm. anything else we're doing or even even to poach other vegetables in it so i mean there's really nothing needs to be wasted mm-hmm. nothing at all and if there is i mean eggshells go in the compost oh, for example yeah. but um but other than that i don't see that there's a need for us to waste mm. anything so you're mentioning that um was it a sudanese lady who in, you know, let you know that you can actually use the pumpkin leaves yeah. and the stems. Are there any other unusual parts of a plant that um, here in Australia we might not think to use? Yes, well, beetroot leaves, for example. Mm. I mean, you know, we we're using the tiny little the the baby beetroot leaves in salad, but all of that gorgeous look you know you know how red mm. they are, the stems and the the leaves. Well, they're chopped up. And um, and either you can make sort of say so, I mean beetroots we might roast them we might pickle them mm. um, we might but you can make a beetroot curry for example with coconut milk and uh, mm. a little bit of green chilies for curry leaves etc and then you uh, just chop up the stems and put them in for a little bit of extra texture as well mm-hmm. the leaves you can um, make into a warm salad you know with a bit of with a bit of coconut. Um, and a bit of chili, of course, and um, and so you know there there is no it, it's all edible. So you can treat the beetroot leaves like you would kale or silver beet Absolutely. leaf. Yeah, exactly. Really. Exactly. Okay. That's so, good to know. Yeah. So much mm. nutrition in there, mm. and and there's really no need to waste it. Mm. It's a, it just is your imagination, really. Mm. You could put it into a frittata. You could, um, you know, have it like a spinach. Mm. Um, I think, you know, always sort of finishing it off with a little bit of salt and lime juice mm-hmm. really brings those vegetables together because some of them have a little bit of bitterness in them. But there's, re- but it's, you know. What about, what about the inner stems of a celery that are quite white? Yeah. Looking. Yeah. Well, what would you use that? Well, that for? that that would to me is is sort of the core. That's the sweetest part of your celery. I so, throw that out. Oh, really? I, I give it to my my, my animals. You reckon yeah. you should eat that bit? That should. Yeah. Oh. Well, the, well, the outer bits are quite tough, you know, and they they probably need, you know, mm. I I usually use the outer leaves, um, the outer stems really to to put in a soup or a stock or or the start of you know, mm-hmm. um, as your start ingredient for. For um for a casserole or whatever you're cooking, 
Um, but the inner leaves, you know, a salad, they're just, you know, with a little bit of dressing on them. They're delicious. Oh, really? Great. Thank you for <laughs> you that. You can tip. poach them, poach them as well, you know, and I, I think celery is underrated and a lot of people mm. don't eat it, but um, I think it's just it has so much flavor, mm. so much flavor. So it's a it's necessary part of any, any dish really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to ask you about the slow food movement. Yeah. Um, could you just talk to us briefly about your involvement with that? Yeah. So I started in the slow food movement about 20 ye- years ago mm. um, when I discovered that I couldn't really find um, fresh food to feed my new babies. Mm. Um, but uh, the slow food movement is all about the protection of, of biodiversity. So mm. we've, in, a, in the last sort of 5,000 years or so, there's been the domestication of um, of food that the food that we eat now, mm. and uh, about thirty five years ago, the um, the the founders of the movement, slow food movement, discovered that um, the fast food movement was taking over, mm. and we were going to lose all the um, the the variety, the um, the biodiversity that existed um, in in our food system. Mm-hmm. Um, that we would um, not, you know, that that everything would be homogenized, mm-hmm. um, and um, and I guess we know that was about the start of the, you know, the fast food movement, you know, with McDonald's, mm-hmm. etc. And uh, and they realized that if they were to protect tradition and and biodiversity, that they had to start a movement. And and that was the genesis for it. Mm-hmm. And and now we uh, we work. You know, in 160 countries, uh, in small communities, you know, working with small-scale farmers to encourage them to continue to protect biodiversity, to save their seeds, to have that farming tradition continued, mm-hmm. to not only feed themselves in their communities, which is that's what small-scale farmers tend to do, also to to then offer variety to hold mm. on to those um, food traditions all around the world. Mm. And so so we as a movement um, educate, we advocate on behalf of the farming community, the small-scale farmers. And so we have three pillars. Basically, we work with biodiversity, with education and advocacy. Mm-hmm. And now more than ever, the mm. movement is, is essential. But I think there's also a t- the tide has turned. People are becoming more aware of the need to protect it. So mm. we've had a surge in in interest in in our movement, mm. and it's very much a grassroots movement. So we tend to work directly with our farmers, you know, directly mm. with schools, with community, with like our waste project. You know, it's a great means of educating Mm. community without too much effort really Mm. and once you know once people take on that um, you know the idea that it is worth protecting slow food movement is a way to just deliver that message Mm -hmm. so yeah I've been a member for a long time I'm the International Councillor for Australia Mm -hmm. and New Zealand so I tend to work with all the groups around Australia and New Zealand to bring those messages to to the community well thanks so much for your time today and congratulations on this fantastic project thank you very much Thanks for listening to Grow, Eat, Compost, Repeat. Recycle our podcast by telling your friends about it and help us grow with a five-star rating on iTunes. This has been a Newcastle Libraries Real Production.